Hi, Hope Grown Faith. Welcome to another Monday Mom Mentor where we are equipped and inspired to nurture the hope of Christ in our homes and with our kids. So today we get to welcome Stacy Bellward from Connected Families. So thank you, Stacy. Yay! So glad <laughs> to be here with you. I'm so glad that you're here too. So Stacy, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, your family. Yeah, so um, my husband Paul is from Scotland, so we have an intercultural marriage. We have two daughters, they're a junior and a senior, and our oldest we adopted from Ethiopia. So we have a multicultural, interracial family, and we live here in Minnesota in the United States, but we love to travel as much as we can. Yeah, we even got, it to, got to Africa this summer, so that was really fun for our family. This summer? Wow. This past summer, I know it. We we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your ministry with Connected Families? Sure. I've been working for a ministry that comes out of Minnesota since, I don't know, five or six years now. And um, it's founded by a couple, Jim and Lynn Jackson. They've written a number of books, but one of them that um, we talk a lot about is called Discipline, Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart. And we have an online course with the same name. Um, I've also written other online courses with them, um, a course around questions because I am a leadership coach and I obviously do workshop speaking and lots of things with them, podcast host. And so um, we serve families around the world and we help parents receive God's grace and truth so that they can pass it on to their children. Mm -hmm. And it's the best job ever. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. So I have heard a lot of people talk about biblical discipline over the years. And a yeah. lot of people have different ideas on what biblical discipline is. I mean, biblical discipline is spare the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> right? Yes. That's what I've heard so many times. So tell me, I know that yeah. Connected Families is, I was looking at your website and it's beautiful mm -hmm. and wonderful. And it does feel very biblical. feels very New Testament biblical. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. So tell me a little bit about how that works. Sure. Well, here's one of the things that sets us apart is we have a framework for parenting um, that is biblical, um, but it is maybe a little bit different if you come from spare the rod, spoil the child. And and um, that framework kind of looks like a triangle, kind of a smash triangle. It has four levels of it. And um, I'll just explain it right now. So the four levels, we start at the bottom, which is the foundation. And in the foundation is the place where we ask the question to the parents, to me, what's going on inside of me? Mm. And right. So that's one thing that also sets, sets us apart is because we're digging deeper into ourselves as parents. Why am I reacting the way that I am? Where is my faith right now? You know, what's going on inside of me? Uh, what are my thoughts like right now? Um, and so we start right there. And out of that, as we do that deep internal work that, I mean, sometimes it takes a couple of seconds, like, oh, I'm just really stressed right now. Sometimes it takes a few years of therapy, right? It's either one, but out of that comes the message, you are safe with me. Mm -hmm. And that's the foundation of our framework. And um, there's lots of scripture around each one of these levels. Um, but then we go up the framework and we go to the level of connect. And in the connecting is the place where we are moving towards our children who are struggling. Mm -hmm. 
And we want to communicate the message to our children. You are loved no matter what. So even if you're struggling, I love you. Your struggle is not going to make me love you more or make you make me love you less. And so, right, that's it. There's, there's a lot of work there. There's a lot of empathy there. We're asking the question, what's going on inside of you, my child. And then the last two levels are coaching and we want to communicate the message you are called and capable. Mm-hmm. And the last one is to correct, to hold our children responsible for their own behavior. And so all that we teach biblical parenting um, is going through that framework and everything that we do, entitlement, sibling conflict, mm-hmm. how to ask questions, <laughs> um, what to do when your child says, I hate you. <laughs> all of it comes through this, this framework and it's what sets us apart. Yes, absolutely. Because I would say that most frameworks start with the correct on the bottom. Right. The first thing we do is correct. And then we can go in later and tell them, I still love you. (laughs) Well, it's true. And that's actually what most parents come to us. Like, I need help. My child won't go to sleep at night or sassiness up to here, you know, (laughs) and we're like, oh, okay, hold up. Let's start with ourselves and Mm -hmm. ask ourselves what's going on in us. Yeah. Yeah that is huge, right? Because mm-hmm. we have a responsibility for our own reactions. Like I was just noticing, I just had to drop my kids off at piano lessons and they wanted to go for speed bumps faster. And my son is like, go faster. And my response would be like, do you want to pay for a new car? Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh-huh. but then I was thinking, okay, why am I annoyed by this? I don't need to be annoyed by this. I can just smile and go, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't even have to get to the point of correcting him. If my own heart is in the right place. That's good. That's really good. We, we asked the question in that spot also, can I be okay? Even if you're not okay. Mm. So when our kids are tantruming or they get a bit older and they're just, you know, gruff or rude or whatever it looks like, can I be okay? Can I be in a peaceful place mm. right with the Lord taking my security and my identity from him, even when my kids are not. Yeah. So lots of work that we do around that. I can see why that's really foundational, because if we can get our act together with the Lord, <laughs> it makes a big difference in how we respond. Because often when if we respond out of our own sinful nature, it just makes yeah. things worse, right? That's right. So. so I can really see how this fits in with like sharing the gospel with your kids. But I'd love yeah. to hear from you. Like how can you communicate the gospel to your kids while you're disciplining them? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. Oh, it's big. (laughs) I mean, what is the gospel, right? The gospel is I'm a sinner Mm -hmm. and Jesus came. He died on the cross for me, but I didn't have to clean my act up first. I didn't have to, you know, get a little bit better and a little (laughs) bit shinier or promise him I'll try better. I'll do better next time. None of that, right? None of it. He came to us while we were sinners. Christ died for us. And so um, that's the gospel. Then we receive it, we believe it, um, and then we repent of our actions. And then we're reconciled to God again. And we have right relationship. We have oneness with him. Okay, that's the gospel. So how does that relate to parenting? Is that really we have the same process every day, all the time. Yeah. With each other, don't we? Right? Because we Mm -hmm. mess up and we treat each other bad Mm -hmm. and we're sinful. And so we break the rules and we disobey and we don't do what we're supposed to. And, you know, and we as parents react in in not nice ways to our kids sometimes and we sin against our children. And yet 
we can come to them and we can make it right. And now we're at the top of that framework that I was talking about, mm -hmm. but we can re be responsible for our own actions and, um, and reconcile with each other and then be one again. And um, one of the things that we teach and we've talked a lot, actually, even today, we've been um, with Connected Families, we've been on Clubhouse, the app. I don't know if you have been on it, Christy. We've been loving it, meeting really? lots of people there. Yes. Um, but today we had a room and it was on do-overs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know um, if you use do-overs or if you've heard about them. Um, but essentially do-overs are just, you know, you get into this yeah angsty moment with your kids mm -hmm. and us parents can do it. And then the kids can do it too. We can model it for them. So I enter in crappy, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not showing up how I like to, and I can stop right in the middle and say, hold up kids. I don't like this. I want to show up different. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we just backstep out of the room maybe, or you step back and you're like, can I do it again? And they say yes. And you walk mm -hmm. in and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this over. Mm -hmm. So there's forgiveness and we can make it right. And that's the gospel right in the middle, right in the middle of the hard struggle. And we're modeling that too. I was reading a book. I can't even remember what it was called, but I read it last year and it was talking about like the things that parents whose kids have grown up to choose Christ, yeah. um, the things that those parents have done. And one of the huge things was asking for forgiveness from their own mm -hmm. kids, repenting in front of their children. Okay, I need to do that over. I didn't do that right. And that for our kids to see that has a huge impact on their own faith as well. It sure does because it shows humility, mm -hmm. transparency. I don't always have it together either. Yeah. It shows, right, we can change. Mm -hmm. We're not stuck. Yeah. I can grow and get better. So much good modeling that comes out of a do-over. Yeah, I like that idea too. Also, because it injects a little humor into the situation too. Like, oh, let me back up. I gotta try that again. Totally. Right. Yeah. Right. There was a mom that was on clubhouse today and she was like making the rewind noises. <laughs> once you, once you model it and you're doing it for yourself, it's so much easier than for your kids. Like mm -hmm. to say, can I have a do over or to use it as a way to, to make restitution, make it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're right. It can be, it can be humorous. Yeah. <laughs> I mm -hmm. like that. So I can, I feel like we touched on this a little bit, but how does this model impact our child's faith, say, as opposed to starting with correction mm -hmm. and moving down the other way, how does it, how does it impact their faith to, for them to know that they are safe and loved first? And then, mm -hmm. you know, correction being kind of the last thing. Yeah. Um, that's such a good question. And I think I want to back up as I think about my kids, junior and senior in high school, mm -hmm. you know, and what is my responsibility as a parent? And what is their responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it's really important just, just to get that grounding as we're training our children in faith. My responsibility is like um, what Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, Yeah. right? These are the things that I want y'all to do. Tie them on your foreheads and press them on your children. You, you shall love the Lord your God with all hmm. your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons. You shall talk about them when you sit and when you walk and when you lie down and rise, when you rise up. That's my job. Mm -hmm. So their job is to take the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? 
And, and so while that really takes the pressure off of me as a mom, because mm -hmm. I'm doing what I can, but you have to make the choice. And I've said that so many times to my girls, like, I'm not forcing you to do anything ever. Mm -hmm. This is your choice. You're not going to follow Jesus just for me. Okay. There's that. So how does you are safe? You are loved. How does this impact their faith? So many ways. And, um, at every single level of the framework. So, um, safe is I'm modeling being calm. I'm modeling calling on Jesus, you know, Lord, I need your help right now to be calm in this moment. And if I say that out loud, they see that and they hear that. Mm -hmm. And so where does my help come from? Mm -hmm. My help comes from Jesus. And so your help is going to come from Jesus too, in the mm -hmm. midst of this. So I love that. Um, I'm, I'm celebrating my own growth and becoming more like Jesus then. So, yeah, so that's all safe. That's when I'm doing my internal work and it's coming out. They see that, um, loved, loved is really like, um, I enjoy you. Like, I love you. Parents will always say that, but yeah. do they really enjoy their kids? Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> we got to sometimes work at that connection. <laughs> so, um, no matter how I show up, I'm fully accepted and chosen by my father. Mm -hmm. And as we model that for our kids too, um, wow, that is, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So called incapable, Ephesians 2.10, you are God's workmanship, mm -hmm. called and capable to do good works. So at, at that level of the framework, it's kind of all about this like beautiful hunt to find how did God create my kids? Hmm. What is their inclination? Like, what are their giftings and how can I call those out and then give them opportunity for those gifts to blossom and to bless others in the world? And as I frame it like that, that's such a purposeful way to grow up, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not just playing yeah. your violin, you know, you can, you can go to violin lessons and we can, you know, no, God gave you a gifting of music. Hmm. And I can't wait. And, and, and maybe you can play this Christmas time for the gathering we have in our house or, you know, and then, so then you're coming up with ways that they can bless people, hmm. you know, and then the last yeah. one responsible, how, you know, how does, how does that grow their faith? Well, experiencing the ability to make right what you've made wrong. That is a, that is a powerful thing, right? That, that then brings reconciliation. I don't have to live in angsty separation. We, we kind of use this um, symbol of our hands clasped. And when we're in right relationship, we have our hands together. And then if we get in conflict with each other, it's broken apart. Mm. And so we ask our kids, you know, how do your hearts feel right now? Are you back together? Have you made things right enough? So you're back together or not? What life skills, what life skills? For them, mm. for their whole life, for their marriages, for their marriages. Exactly. Right? <laughs> if you can get along with your siblings, boy, you could probably get along with anyone, right? <laughs> oh, that's the truth, right? Yeah. Because six-year-old <laughs> siblings, oh, yeah. yeah, that's got to be the roughest time ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as siblings go, conflict. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... Well, it's kind of ongoing in our house, but <laughs> yeah. we're learning. We're growing. The other day, I took my kid, my dog for a walk and left the boys at home because uh -huh. the oldest is 12 and he just took the babysitting course. And then I get a call. The little one is like bawling on the phone. Oh, no. Like, well, it's actually probably good I'm not there because now I can be like calm and yes. <laughs> walk them through it. It was good. Anyway. We have yeah, a right. conflict online course and it takes people from crazy mountain 
mm-hmm. to Reconciliation Mountain. It's really mm-hmm. the best the best thing ever. I love it. Yeah. I like that visual too. There's mm-hmm. a different place and there's a way to get there. <laughs> yep. Yep. You may have to go through a valley to get there though. <laughs> you have to cross the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's exactly. four rocks to cross over that river to get Ooh, to the other side good visuals i like that yeah it is it's so i know one. that you have i did poke around a little bit at your other course about asking questions and i wanted yes. to ask you about that like how do you have any suggestions on how to help our kids grow spiritually through asking questions oh my goodness yes i mean adults grow spirit- spiritually better when we ask questions yeah. even as small group leaders and as pastors and leaders and um, so 100% asking questions, um, causes, causes people's brains, <laughs> my microphone, I'm starting to use my hands too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Asking questions causes people's brains to just start getting activated and it's our mm-hmm. kids too. So when we're telling, you know, anyone, including our kids just can kind of start zoning out and retention just goes way down. But as we ask them a question, the creativity in their mind, their frontal lobe just starts firing mm-hmm. and they have to come up with some answers themselves. So asking questions to me is absolutely critical in helping our kids grow their faith. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, we offer in our membership site, um, these really simple Bible studies and they always have discussion questions. It's yeah. not like a long devotional or anything where I'm telling them something It's let's have a conversation in our family. And yeah. I've had some really interesting conversations with my kids over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, just asking questions, just kind of as they pop up into my mind, I'm like, what do you think uh-huh. of this? Huh? <laughs> oh, I, I love it. You, you, started answer, that, right? you started that with a what, which is one of the, like the key tools mm-hmm. that I give parents when they don't really know. Like if you can start your question with a what, that means it's an open-ended question. Mm. And they can take that question anywhere and they can answer it with more than one word because closed questions, right? Are yes or no. Yeah. Or sometimes just a grunt, but right. Well, and I remember I had a Bible story book when I was a kid and it was just like refresher questions. Like what did Adam and Eve do? Yeah. You know, just yes and no, very simple questions, but I really want my kids to talk about that more and ask questions about that. Do you have any examples of like a couple all-purpose questions that can get our kids thinking a little deeper about their faith? Ooh, all-purpose questions. I don't know. I think that one of the keys though for asking questions, especially around faith, because we as parents care so much. I mean, we care so much, right? Mm -hmm. We are working hard to grow our kids' faith. And so there are times um, that we really need to set aside kind of our agenda and um the the speed at which we want our kids to mature in their faith right that's (laughs) up to the holy spirit and then as they cooperate with the holy spirit um but we need to set that aside and really work on our own curiosity Hmm. and and think of it in terms of just kind of being a tool for the holy spirit to you know create an maybe an open door and one of the really important things with that is that when we have kids who make comments um that say we don't appreciate okay so one day i had a had a child say why should we pray about that god (laughs) didn't answer that last time Hmm. and it was i think it was specifically around you know someone was sick what they were still sick i'm still sick tomorrow i didn't you know it wasn't like i got better today when i prayed today (laughs) why bother (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, right. Why bother? Um, those kinds of comments can really trigger us as, mm-hmm. as parents. And then we just launch into telling. Mm-hmm. And so if we can really hold back on that and say, say more about that, hmm. what are you thinking about that? Hmm. Seems like you're kind of disappointed in how that went last time. Um, those are really important questions because they just open up the conversation with our kids. And they also say, I'm a safe place for you to explore your faith. Yeah. I'm not just going to lecture you when you ask a question. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to lecture or be really disappointed or negative because you're not, um, your faith is, is kind of doubting right now. You know, like I can be okay with you having this journey towards faith. And some of this exploring is part of it. So yeah, love that. So it seems like you're suggesting that we use active listening skills. (laughs) (laughs) So hold back your need to tell, throw your curiosity, throw out your what or how question, and then listen. That's right. That is so powerful because I often have people like, my greatest struggle is that I don't know how to answer my kids' questions. They ask me these big questions and I don't know how to answer them. That's what they yeah. often say. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is we don't need to know the answer. No. Let's just talk to them and figure out why they're asking that question. Let's just mm-hmm. have a conversation. We don't need an answer. And that actually yeah. mitigates one of those big hesitations we have with talking to our kids about faith. If we are confident knowing that we don't need the answer, mm-hmm. then that's okay. I have a phrase that I had used at one point. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And we know God. And if we if our kids do need an answer, he'll help us find it. But oftentimes our kids don't need an answer. They need an ear. Yeah. They need empathy, that there's mm-hmm. freedom for us to really kind of question things and wrestle with God. You know why? Yeah. I was sad that, you know, that person didn't get healed of cancer or, you know, why someone passed. These are hard things that even as adults, we grapple with and we want to have an open place for it. And I think these kinds of questions are, or conversations with our kids are a great place too, for us to bring them to Jesus mm-hmm. and say, I don't have an answer for that. Well, let's ask Jesus right now. Let's take a minute and see what he wants to say to us about that. That's great. Yeah, that's so much better than any answer we could give, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Wow, thanks. This has been great. (laughs) You're welcome, yeah. Well, um, I think we're going to wrap up here soon, but um, I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you wanted to say that, you know, maybe I asked you a question in email and you didn't get to answer it yet. Or um, also if if you have, you know, a piece of encouragement or advice for a mom who just feels like she's failing her kids right now, I'd love to hear it. Lay it on us. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on you. You know, um, I think about Zephaniah 317, I think it is, where um, that scripture says something like, God is in our midst and he's just dancing over us with delight. And that's not just because we're doing well right now. That's all the time. And that just blows me away that he can love us um, and enjoy us and care about us um, every moment of every day, mm-hmm. no matter how we're showing up. And along with that, it's just the idea that we mentioned earlier, the do-overs thing. Mm-hmm. To me, the do-overs, um, you know, 
just because Jesus is dancing over us doesn't mean we want to stay in the same place. Right. right. <laughs> so be encouraged. But if you're a mom who's really looking for, I, you know, I need some way, you know, to, to do something, to, to, to start some change happening in, a, in my life. Do-overs are just the best thing ever because um, I always wondered how, how am I supposed to grow compassion? How am I supposed mm. to be more patient? How am I supposed to not get angry right now? You know, like, it's just not easy to say, oh, the Holy Spirit lives in me. You know, I know. I'm not angry. So yeah. can you please give me a tool? That's how I always felt. Mm -hmm. And so the do-over is just amazing because it really does. There's a lot of brain science around it. And if you catch yourself in the moment, even if you've gone into that angry moment or whatever, you wherever, whatever point you catch yourself in, pump the brakes mm -hmm. back up with your body and say, Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going to do this different and then just do it a little bit different, however different you can, and then celebrate that difference and celebrate it out loud. Like kids, I stopped myself. I stopped right there. And I'm so proud of myself that I did that. Mm -hmm. And there's science there and you'll be able to stop yourself sooner next time. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the tip I'd like to give. Oh, that's really great. Cause often it feels like, oh, I'm on a runaway train. I'm already gone. I might as well finish until I'm uh -huh. done laying it all on them. Right. Yeah. But no, we can stop break yep. back up. We, once we are on that train, it's never run away. Right. God never can never run us. away. And it's it amazing good. how much grace your kids will give you. Mm -hmm. Can I do this again? Every time my kids have said, yeah. Yeah. So be no, mom, keep yelling at me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably not going to say that I really liked what you were saying before the encouragement part I think that's something that I do occasionally with my kids is like why does God love you does God love you because you're good at math mm -hmm. no I mean he yeah. loves that you're good at math but he doesn't love you because you're good at math does he love mm -hmm. you because you like to sing no you like to mm -hmm. sing and God made you like that but that's not why he loves you and the first time I did this with one of my kids I said does God love you because you are good and he's like yeah I'm like no <laughs> yeah uh -huh. god god loves that you make good choices but that's not why he loves you he loves yeah. you because you're his child and he will never stop loving you because you can't yeah. ever stop being his child mm -hmm. and i think that that's there's like that double layer of there of like you can't ever stop being my child and you can't mm -hmm. ever stop being god's child so there's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you yeah that's and that's for us too as moms right that's right you're not gonna stop loving us that's we right. Our kids today, right? <laughs> but he can help us do better. It's such a beautiful truth. And it's why we say that us parents need to receive God's grace and truth mm -hmm. so that we can pass it on to our kids. It really starts with where we're at mm -hmm. with the Lord. Yeah, you yeah. can't really share what you don't know yourself, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. All right. Well, yeah. Stacey, tell us where we can find you online i mean connectedfamilies.org yeah. i know is there anyone else we can find you or more of these resources connectedfamilies.org is where you can find out all about our online courses and our podcast i'm the host of the connected families podcast so anywhere podcasts are found you can find us there by searching connected families um yeah that's it. That's perfect. And in that questions course, I found that on the Connected Families website as well. So yep, it's called the power of questions, less yeah. arguing, more wisdom. Don't we all want that? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. Great. 
I should actually also mention right now, um, the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course is open, right? The registration is open right now and we're starting in two weeks and we only open it up two times a year. Oh, um, right. So it's right now. And that will begin in the spring. So if you're interested or any of your hope grown faith followers want to want to join in on that. Yep. Now's the time. Good to know. Good to know. I'm going to send that out. I'll make sure that I mention that in the email as well. So yeah. when is that closing then? What's the date? Um, it starts like October 6th, I think it is. Okay. It's a Tuesday, the first Tuesday. Okay. Um, and so registration is right now as for the next couple of weeks. All right, perfect. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure I let people know. Thank you so yeah. much for being here with us, Stacy. This has been a fun conversation and yeah. thoughtful and helpful. <laughs> Good, so glad. I'm glad to be here, Christy. Thank you.